what is up y'all what is going on happy mother's day i hope all the mothers out there just had an amazing day and got to spin it spin it spend it with um you know their family and their loved ones and still practice your social distancing yes i said that with an eye roll because i saw people post you know on facebook instagram and twitter and whatnot they posted their gatherings and people still have their snarky little comments of well that's not that's more than 10 people blah 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 so you know whatever but i just hope that the mothers out there really got to enjoy their day. Um, it was a little bittersweet for me. My kid is away visiting family and I'm used to having him with me on Mother's Day. So I was missing him big time. But I know he's with his family and having fun. But, you know, you got you want to miss your kid regardless. But how are y'all? How are y'all doing? You know, how's the mental health coming? I feel like we have to ask that question every week because it takes a toll on different people. And I feel like it also takes a toll on you where you are regionally because I was in Florida. That's where I had took my kid. I was in Florida for, for a few days. And I, I just... I know the whole lonely thing gets to people differently, you know, being isolated and not being able to go out your house as much. But I feel like when you have better weather, it kind of makes it a little better. Like if you're able to go in your backyard or go out on your balcony and the sun is shining and you're able to dip in the pool, it makes it a little better other than uh, rather than being, you know, up north where I am in Ohio, where it's been gloomy, it's been cold. The day I left to go to Florida, it was 39 degrees here. I got to Florida, it was like 80. And I'm like, what is happening? But I can tell like when I was there, it was very worry-free and carefree. And I like being in the sun. I need that warm weather around me 24-7. So it has been on my mind heavy, like, okay, am I really meant (laughs) for Ohio? Should I still be here or do I need to be seeing where I'm going to move to next because just of how the the weather puts me in such a different mood, it boosts your your feelings and it makes you feel better about everything. (laughs) So, I mean, so for me getting away those few days, it was actually pretty nice because it was really a chance for me to just stop worrying and um be carefree and just have some simple fun in the sun um but aside from that our world our society i'll say here in america has been going through so much i definitely cannot do this episode and not talk about ahmad arbery and his death, his killing um, of the two white men. I could not bring myself to watch the video. Um, For me, it's kind of just like self-torture. I do not want to watch that. Um, I don't like to watch many of them, to be honest. It's so like gut-wrenching and it's it's going to be painful to watch. And like I said, I don't want to torture myself. But I've had 
you know, you see the stills of it and you people describe it so you know what happened. And like every, everyone keeps saying, especially in the black community, we're tired of being gunned down just for existing. You know, you're told to comply, you do that. You're told to uh, protect yourself, show your ID, do this, that, answer to people. You do everything you're told and you're still seen as a threat without a weapon on you. Don't even have a weapon and you're still seen as a threat. And now they're showing uh, new footage of him actually going into the constructed house. And uh, it's just one of those things where they they paint the, the victim to be a bad guy. And it's like, how many times do we have to go through this narrative? <laughs> no, they're, they're, no matter what they did, their small little thing, that makes them worthy of a killing? Like, that means they had to be killed because of your suspicions? Or because one, quote-unquote, bad thing they did, they deserve to be killed? So, God rest his soul. And I pray for his mother and that her strength through this. And it's just crazy to me how this happened back in February. And we didn't hear about it until footage got released. And the guy released the footage because he thought it would help protect the men who did the killing and show that they had reasoning and justified it. And I'm like, what kind of backwards thinking is that? And... I was also talking to someone and just saying, you know, as much as social media can be annoying because you get tired of all the posts people make, you're kind of grateful for it because you're able to bring awareness to certain things. You can catch people in the act of why they're doing something Um, like the young man, I believe, who was killed on Facebook Live and they joked about it. You know, if he didn't, if we didn't have that access to social media, and if he didn't think to put that on live, <clears throat> excuse me, we wouldn't have that footage either. And so it's just like, I don't know. I'm tired. I'm tired too. And it, it's like, what else can we do? Do we have to continually keep proving? That we're human and our lives are worth it, which is why we have Black Lives Matter. But of course, people took that and turned it into something bad or they 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 throw the narrative at us of, well, you guys kill each other and this and that. So does Black Lives really matter? It's like, yes, it does. We tell our people in the community all the time to stop killing each other. We have to unite. We have to stop being enemies with one another we're enemies with ourselves and then bam they see us as enemies too so we just have to stand up and unite so we can stop being hashtags because it's like we get we're we're all tired now so it's like we're tired of it and then what Are we finally going to come together and really do something? 
So, yes, there's that. Definitely some grieving in that. And I feel like that particular instance hit a lot of people because he was just out jogging, you know, and was hunted down over suspicions. And it could have been anybody. You know, I have a young son. And when he gets to the age of wanting to go do stuff by himself or go outside by himself, I don't want to have to fear for his life every time he's gone. I don't want to do that. And I think a lot of black moms of boys have to do that. And it's it's scary and it's sad that we are the ones that have to have that police talk with our children that other races don't have to have. We have to prepare our boys for what can potentially happen to them. And I, it hurts my heart for any mother to lose their son in that way of being killed because of some racists who didn't see their life valuable. So I just want to send a big rest in peace to all of the black men, young and old, who have lost their lives. Whether it was police or some random person on the street, (laughs) George Zimmerman, who decided that their life was invaluable or decided that they were afraid of us just because of how we looked. So God rest their souls and heal their families. All righty. Now back into some more things that I have seen on social media lately. This one is like a few weeks old. I didn't get to bring it up when I wanted to. So I'm going to bring it up now. Um, But it was circulating because a pastor that I like and follow, Pastor Michael Todd of Transformation Church. He posted a video of he and his wife dancing to Drake. Is it Tootsie Slide? Tootsie Slide? I'm probably not even saying it right. And honestly, sorry, Drake, not a big fan of that song. But anyway, um, he and his wife were dancing to it and people were calling him out, um, saying, He's more worldly and Christians don't do this and this and that. And I'm like, Christians don't dance? I'm confused here. What don't Christians do that he did? Um, I feel like people get this view of Christians that we shouldn't know what's going on in the world. Or we shouldn't know who this artist is. For one... It's a popular song that's on TikTok and everything else, and it has a dance to it. It wasn't like he was just in the car bumping it and playing it and rapping along. Like, no, they did the dance, just like you would do the dance to Cha-Cha Slide, Cupid Shuffle. Like, it's a song that has a dance, and he danced along to it with his wife. So hearing those arguments about it was just really upsetting because it's like, People want to be Bible thumpers and give you their opinions, which 
everyone has opinions so it's even really no point in arguing but everyone has their opinions and just wants to say stuff I didn't see anything wrong with it for one he's dancing with his wife like the woman he's committed to and they're having genuine fun so that that was interesting to see um people arguing about um also this one was it's a, I'm way behind on this it was it's way older um so I think I was on Instagram again everything you know I get all my news from Instagram and Twitter why not so I was on Instagram and I think I was on Lil Duval's page and he posted an image and he was talking about like this is a robot and blah 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 and it was like this young lady I've never seen before and I'm like wait what I go to her page and it's funny I'm saying her because you know she's not a human but um (laughs) I'm on her page and I'm scrolling and I'm just looking closely and y'all it's it's a robot And I guess I must be behind with the times and oblivious because I did not know that we had robots out here making music, um, running Instagram pages. And it's not just her. She got like a little gang of friends, of robot friends. You just keep scrolling and and you see them and you look closely and closer at them and you're like, wait a second, those are not humans um what's her name it's like Lil Michaela I assume it's pronounced Michaela M-I-Q-U-E-L-A I don't know another way to say that but that just blew my mind and I'm like has this been national do a lot of people know about this or is it something that you know foreign countries idolized and Americans have been blind to because that was the first time I heard about it and then I went to her page and she had a lot of followers and like no one I know personally follows her but it just made me think like what is going on because she looks so realistic and I'm like okay well when do we get to the point where one in every five people or something is artificial just walking around like are these people are these robots going to be able to mate with humans like how does this work um some people were intrigued i was disturbed (laughs) because i'm like this is freaking me out the fact that i had no idea about this and that it just didn't have any attention brought to it. And like I said, I could be behind the times and just not have paid attention. But yeah, it was freaky. And I think she had like a song with Tiana Taylor. Like they're making, they're interacting with humans. Like it's it's creepy to say the least. Um, I'm not intrigued whatsoever. I would like to stay informed and see where this goes because it, it's it's pretty crazy um yeah I like when I found out I told my cousin right away and she was like wait what and she went to her page and then she told her friends because none of us knew so I'm like how does no one know about this so yeah so stay informed there are robots um 
out here roaming the streets. <laughs> so, um, and another thing that I saw that is also recent and Lord have mercy. You'll just know the type of people I'm talking about when I describe this story here. So in South Carolina, um, just like many states, you know, they still have a ban on certain things or you can't go certain places. So this woman who was a nail tech, she went to a client's house to do the client's nails. And after she did the nails, she spotted a gator in the water in their like <clears throat> backyard. Uh, I'm, I'm assuming it was like a, a living community that had some type of small like pond or something. But you know, gators be in all that type of water. So she saw a gator and she decided she wanted to uh, investigate it and look closely. And this woman got closer and closer. And the client whose house she was at warned her and said, hey, like, you need to get back because that gator literally took down a deer in that same spot not too long ago. Y'all, this lady already waist deep in the water. Do you understand me? Turns around and says to the woman, well, I don't look like a deer. And uh, next thing you know, that gator grabs her leg. Y'all, grabs the woman's leg and begins pulling her under. So then the client uh, screams for help. And I think it said her husband and maybe someone else like threw a rope to the lady. And the lady was able to grab it and grab a hold of it. And y'all, I kid you not, I'm reading this. <laughs> and the lady, it's not funny, but it's like, it's just wild. The lady said, well, I guess I won't do that again. And then was pulled under. Pulled under by the gator. That's it. That's it. Was pulled under by the gator. And they called the police, of course. And the police came and... By the time the police came, like, the bo- the lady's body resurfaced. And then the gator put her down again. And the police, like, shot the gator in the head. And, of course, that had the, the gator release her body. But by the time she was released, like, she was dead. Um, But they said that she had leg injuries, but that her cause of death was drowning. Like, she drowned because, you know, the gator performed that roll thing they do (laughs) when they have their prey um so the gator didn't necessarily like kill her well he did but it wasn't from like getting eaten it was because she got drugged and was dragged but two things it's just like i cannot imagine seeing someone right in front of me get taken down by an alligator or any kind of animal for that instance. And like thinking about it really freaks me out. Like I remember it was a few years ago in Florida. I think it was at, yeah, it was at Disney and it was this family and a body of water that people, I don't know why people don't think these bodies of water in these areas where gators are known to be. Like, why don't they think the gators are there? That is their habitat is these bodies of water, these unknown bodies of water. And it was like a little toddler 
And the toddler, I mean, the, the gator got the toddler and drug him down. And, like, they didn't see him again. And it's just like, oh, my gosh. Stay away from their habitat. Keep your people close to you. Like, it's not worth it. Like, you just lost your life because you were interested to see a gator up close. Oh, and that was the thing, y'all. That's how he got her. She leaned in because she was waist deep in the pond. She leaned in to pet it. And it's just like, you really thought that he wasn't going to attack you. And you done leaned in and touch him. And yes, they were of the Caucasian race. And it's just like, when is, is one animal attack not enough? And then it's sad because it's like you lost your life, but now this gator who was in his own natural habitat lost his life too. It had to be taken down because you were foolish enough to touch it. Though you were warned, and though because you didn't think you looked like a deer. Meat is meat. Honey, you understand? That gator ain't going to be like, that's a deer, that's a human. He's like, no, this is somebody in my um, territory, some, something I can take down and I can eat. It don't matter what you look like. Them animals don't discriminate. And I guess you thought they did. <laughs> like, um, no, you, you're next. So that was a crazy one to hear. And I'm just like, and I think that the article also said like that had been the third attack in like four years or something along those lines by an alligator to a human. And I'm just like, yeah, won't be me. Will not be me. I'm not going near no animal. Especially no one that's going to get me. No, no, no. Okay, so the topic for May is entertainment. Um, Being indoors or having to stay inside. We've had to, you know, be confined to being inside. So I wanted to dedicate May to what we have been doing to stay entertained during quarantine. And I was leaning towards like the gladiator scene where it's like, are you not entertained? Or FYE, the old music store for your entertainment, you know, one of those two. But hey, anyway, May is (laughs) for your entertainment. Are you not entertained? Ooh, I like that. For your entertainment. Are you not entertained? entertained huh so this is based on movies tv shows uh, books and music so today we're going to talk about movies and tv shows and i'm going to talk about you know things i've been binge watch what other people have been binge watching i'm going to mention my three like key life changing movies and what they meant to me and how they changed my life um as well as funny movies like things I like to watch to uplift me and yeah so I think I want to dive into the juicy part which are my three top movies this is a real and interesting combination of films um some of you might not have ever seen them a day in your life because none of them are like new (laughs) they're all like i think they're all different like 
oh my gosh, that's so crazy. They're all different decades. Wow, I just realized that. That even means so much more to me. <clears throat> and all three of these movies I saw while I was in college. Two pertain to um, particular classes and one I just watched at home, but it was still about the college experience. So yes. So, and these are in no particular order, but they are just my top three life-changing movies. Now, granted, I have favorite movies that I love, but these are the ones that changed my life and kind of helped me, um, you know, with my self-awareness. So, the first one on the list is, drumroll, V for Vendetta. Um... I love this movie so much. It was literally a movie that when I saw it, I was just in awe. Like, oh my God. Um, I had watched it. It was like an African-American studies, like African-American history studies class. Um, it was something along those lines, a class like that, that I had. And... It's funny because this movie doesn't even have many black people in it, <laughs> but we had watched it because it was talking about society, um, you know, coming together and revolting and overthrowing a government that is working against them. And it was just, oh, it was so amazing to me because the main character played by Natalie Portman, what, you know, she went through. She was pushed to her limits to the point where she had to find herself. She had to find her identity, not what people told her she was or, you know, not who she thought she was, but really getting pushed to her limits to find out her purpose in life. And with the help of V, she was able to do that and then you have v who was a a human test dummy along with hundreds of others who were injected and you know with these chemicals and you know the site that they were doing this test stuff at caught on a fire and he survived and he sought out to kill um (laughs) each person who was involved in this and it was one of those things I kind of you know was brushed under the rug but it was what they had did you know took a toll on society like kids were dying and um it was just crazy like one of the the main character's brother her little brother was someone who got sick I believe and had died from what you know, these people put into society. And it just makes you think of all that we've witnessed in society and what we've gone through and how when we put our voices together and fight for a change or decide to overthrow something or decide that we will not stand for being mistreated, how change can really be made because you're forcing it. It's like you're either going to be a test dummy and sit back and say nothing and just allow these things to happen to you or you're going to stand up and demand change. 
So it was just so eye-opening to me. And I really admired V because it was his goal to, you know, make sure that she was pretty much, you know, low-key, well, high-key, able to carry on his legacy. He wanted to make sure he was memorable and people knew who he was so much that, you know, he sacrificed his life for it to make a statement. And I don't know, like, I'm such an analyzer. Like, I love to analyze movies and being in that class, of course, that's what we had to do. We had to analyze it. But I could watch that movie anytime, no matter how many times I saw it. Each time I just love it. Um, so yeah, every time it's on Netflix, I'm like, oh my gosh, be for Vendetta. And I always recommend it to people if they haven't seen it because it'll wake you up. Hopefully it will if you're not already woke, but it'll just make you realize, you know, how shady government can be and how we allow certain things to happen in society that we don't have to endure, but we do anyway because we think so-and-so is in charge and what they say goes when it's like nah yo like we are the people we're the people let's stand up and demand change demand that things happen our way because where would they be without us the citizens think about it think about it all right (laughs) next on my list of life-changing films is The Graduate with Dustin Hoffman. Um, I know for sure this movie is not popular in my generation of millennials. I don't know many people my age who have seen it, but I watched it in one of my classes. It was a literature class and it was about love, Um, you know, love and different types of loves. So um, we would read we would read uh, novels like <sighs> Brokeback Mountain. And, you know, it was gay love, lesbian love, young and old love, and just all those different types of love. And The Graduate, I love this movie because um, Dustin Hoffman's character, he's literally a fresh uh, college graduate. And, you know, fresh out of college most people assume that you know what you want to do and now that you graduated college you're on the right path to do this and do that but for many it's like some people don't know like they don't know if they want to get a job next go into a certain career field or a certain trade or if they want to go back to school like you have a lot of options and sometimes you just, you know, you need a break. But he was being pressured by his parents to, uh, you know, get working. And he just, like, wasn't feeling it. So he's just kind of, like, taking his time after graduation. And one of his parents' friends, who's a woman, she pursues him. who She's married, too. And he catches himself in this fling with her. And at the same time, he's in love with her daughter or he's he's slowly falling in love with her daughter. 
and you know you're the movie just takes you on this <laughs> wild like chain of events between him and the mom and him and the daughter and the mom like low-key getting jealous because the daughter lives at home and he would like go pick up the daughter and take her out on a date and of course the mom is like looking at him and having stuff to say and it's also like pretty funny because the mom is like so aggressive in how she pursues him I mean think about it like the age difference alone you know so and also being his parents friend like this is an authority figure so how can he say no so she kind of has that like power over him to get him to do what she wants um but it's just beautiful to me because in the end um he ends up marrying the daughter and the scene ends with them on this bus wait hold on i lied i don't think they get married yet I think he cra- he crashes the wedding. I haven't seen it in a few years. I'm sorry. She's going to marry someone else. And he crashes the wedding. But she leaves with him. So you assume they get married or whatever. But the scene, the ending scene is them on this bus just riding into nowhere. So it kind of leaves you wondering what can happen. So in my mind, they get married. <laughs> don't, let me, don't let me misquote the movie. But um, I just really like that because I can relate to you know, graduating college and not not knowing where you want to be and still fully trying to get to know yourself and just navigate through and around people's expectations that they have on you, whether it be your parents, your friends, your parents' friends, or other family, really finding out what you want in life and going after it so yeah i think i might watch that tonight because it's really good um and then number three on my list of life changing movies is by the great spike lee i love spike lee um yeah i'm like a spike lee like movie advocate i have seen plenty of them but this one is school days this movie right here I mean, talk about waking up (laughs) like, wow, Um, it's just so many different things about it. Like, it's just so great for one, you know, it being an HBCU and then addressing different issues within the black community, you know, light skin, dark skin. That has been an ongoing thing for I want to say centuries at this point um then you have the ongoing thing between you know the pro-African blacks and then who the other blacks who were just like we're black Americans period that's what we are and then you have the ones that are like now we got to get back to our roots the battle between those two and it just shows the contrasting um groups and me, I went to a PWI. I always say I went to the Ohio State University. And it just makes me think like, oh my gosh, how much different would life be if I went the HBCU route? Like, I kid you not, I would do college again, undergrad, and do it at HBCU just to get that experience. I really would. Um, 
because I know it would just be amazing <laughs> being around my people and just the things I would learn. Yeah, it would be be so dope. And I feel like college at that time, like late 80s, was probably mad, fun, and just, uh, it just makes you want to redo college. Um, But it's great musically. And like I said, the different things it talks about. Um, The only scene I do not like, (laughs) Lord, only scene I do not like is when, you know, they're getting intimate, they're getting down, and she licks his scalp. Lord, Jesus Christ. I'm not putting my tongue on anybody's scalp. So that always makes me cringe. But it just, like, you see what people go through in regards to pledging and how far they go for pledging um, and how oftentimes it crosses the line. But it's like people, they want to have this certain achievement because, you know, say their parents did it and their parents did it. It's like a family legacy and they have to do it too. And you see how it changes them. It, um, you know, it, it gives them different egos they didn't have before. It just really makes them do things that they would never do if it wasn't for this. And so I just love it. I love it a lot. And then I love at the end when, you know, Lawrence Fishburne is yelling at the campus, yelling at people to wake up, like wake up and see where how far we have come and how distant we are within our own community. All these um, different groups within our community, we, we still separate within instead of choosing to come together and be one. We just separate within ourselves and that even wasn't like the main goal so that is my third life-changing movie i had v for vendetta the graduate and school days i hope you have all seen them if not at least one of the three and you know go watch them because they're great movies and i would hope that you know they would change your life in some way straight up because they're just that good okay so what have i been watching lately i think the latest movie i watched was called see you yesterday i think it's like a year or two old another spike lee joint and it was really good I was just browsing on Netflix and I saw it and my mom told me like it's pretty good. So we watched it and it's about, you know, these young kids who d- developed a way to do time travel. These young black kids who developed time travel and the girl, her brother got shot uh, by an officer and he was innocent. You know, he was just a suspect that looked like somebody else. And he got shot. And seeing that she's able to time travel now, her goal was to go back and stop this from happening so she can have her brother. And that's pretty much what the movie is based on. Um, But it was just a a cute, neat little movie. You know, seeing the science 
geeks and you know the technology nerds come together and develop a way to travel back in time and her be determined to save her brother when he's innocent so that was a, a neat little movie i can't think of anything like any other movies i've sat and watched i'm such a nostalgic person y'all like before i watch something new i'm definitely gonna watch something old like that's just the fact i'm gonna watch something i've already seen before and know how it is i don't know that's just i need to look into that but i will say in regards to like movies that will uplift my spirit and just when i'm in a crappy mood or I just really need a good laugh one of my go-tos always always is bringing down the house with Steve Martin and Queen Latifah y'all this is a movie that I could quote word for freaking word and no matter how many times I see it I am laughing I love me a good comedy um I also love Ron Combs and I love like dystopian, like sci-fi films. So those are like my top categories of movies. Yeah, don't send me a romance unless it's a rom-com. I don't really care for action. Like I'll watch it, but it's not on like my list. Oh my gosh, I just lied. The last movie I watched was The Matrix. Granted, it's older, but it was like a movie on my list of movies to watch that I hadn't seen before but I felt like I should have watched um it it was kind of hard to get into I'm not gonna lie um I loved all the fight scenes even though I'm not big on action I loved the fight scenes um just really kind of understanding the premise took me a while but then I finally got it and I was like okay okay um I don't think I'm going to watch it again <laughs> or the other ones. I know you have like Matrix Reloaded and this and that Matrix. Yeah, I don't think I'm going to watch it again. I pretty much just watched it to like check it off my list of movies that I never watched before because Lord knows that list is long. So I checked that one off. But yeah, my bad. I misspoke. That was the last movie I watched. But yeah, back to Breaking Down the House. Breaking Down the House is just I know some people might find it cheesy or corny but like me and my sister will watch that quote the whole thing and just be laughing like in tears because it's so it's so funny and it's not really like corny or doesn't have any cheesy parts and the acting is decent like I just love it and it it cracks me up um now in regards to tv shows that I have binge watched. The most recent TV show I've watched, like binge watched, another old one that I never watched before. And I was just browsing on Netflix and I was like, I've heard of this show. I don't know why I didn't watch it while it was out, but I feel like I would like it now. Was Arrested Development. <laughs> um it is hilarious. I'm just, I was mad at myself. Like, how could you not have watched this when it was first out? Like, this show is freaking funny. But granted, I think it came out, what, 
like 2005. So I probably would not have understood the humor or really got it like I do as an adult. So there's probably a reason why I didn't watch it. But I just was, I, it's just so funny. And then like the way it's narrated. Um, I even had my mom just watch one episode because I'm like, mom, I know you've never seen this show. Like you always knew about Arrested Development, but you never really watched it. And so I was like, mom, watch this episode. She watched it and she was so weak, like cracking up because it's just so funny. And it's like an unexpected, funny, kind of like, you know, a stupid funny. And I'm someone who one of my all time favorite TV shows is The Office. And, you know, it's one of those shows where you have to have a certain type of humor for not everyone can get into it people think it's stupid or it's not really comedy get out of here like I love the office I love parks and rec like I love shows like that and I feel like the rest of the arrested development is up there just with the comedy like I love to laugh anything that makes me laugh is just you it gets an a okay it's on my list um Another thing that I binge watch, and I had mentioned this on a few episodes ago, was Ozark. Um, I had definitely watched Ozark in like a matter of two days because that season three, it was hitting, honey. Season three, whoo, it had me just like mind blown to the point where I was, I had to rewatch the last episode twice because it was just so good and it made me want more. And I'm like, dang. Where is it at? Like, I, y'all need to come out with a new season already. Put it out. I need more. Um, Ozark was really, really good this season. Um, I also watched Who Killed Malcolm X. That was really good. I watched that in like two days. Um, that kind of stirred a lot of emotions in me because I am someone who's like more on the Malcolm X side than the MLK side. So it was kind of, you know, upsetting to see how Malcolm was treated. Um, Yeah. And this man in the documentary, like his obsession, like his life mission was to find out who the real killer of Malcolm X was. Um, So, yeah, that was another good one that I enjoyed, Um, of course. I've been watching Insecure, keeping up with Insecure. And, you know, right now the debate is Molly versus Issa. Whose side are you on? Whose side are you taking? And right now I can truly say um, (laughs) Molly got to go. And it's funny seeing people defend her because the way they defend Molly is by coming down on Issa. Like Issa is not professional. Issa is a user and Issa is this and that. But I feel like at the end of the day, like Issa's still a good friend. Like if I had to choose between the two, I'm going to pick Issa. Because Molly is like, she wants you to need her. But it's like when you need her and then when things hit the fan, she's going to throw everything she did for you in your face. And that's not the type of friend you want. Like, don't don't do that. If that was the case, you should have never helped me. Um, so yeah, so that is just funny seeing people on Twitter talk about the two and who's taking whose side. Majority seems to be 
Issa's side, I'd have seen a few people who were like Team Molly. And I'm like, y'all's mindsets are weird. I do not want to be your friend. <laughs> Stay away. Um, But yeah, hearing people defended and... You know, I've always, I've liked Insecure. I actually loved Issa back when it was Awkward Black Girl. Like, Awkward Black Girl was such a good show on YouTube for it to be just a YouTube show. Like, it was comedic. Um, you know, the this it was well-written. Even, like, the camera. Like, it was really good for a YouTube show. And I felt like Insecure... The storyline of, you know, Insecure and Awkward Black Girl changed a lot. Because, you know, uh, Awkward Black Girl was like pure comedy. You were laughing. And then on Insecure, it's like more dramatic, which I don't mind. But sometimes it's not always relatable to me. So it ends up being for pure entertainment, me just watching it, even though I know I can't always relate. And I like sometimes I like to watch stuff that I can actually relate to. But nonetheless... I like it and I stay up to date on it and another show that I've started binge watching again is A Different World. That is one of my life changing TV shows. Um, I wish I would have watched it in college. I didn't. I didn't even watch it till after college but it's one of those other shows where it just makes you wonder like how would my life have been if I would have went to uh, an HBCU and had these different experiences that I just didn't have. And, you know, seeing these black students <clears throat> go through these different things and, you know, rely on each other and their teachers who were leaders and sometimes parental, you know, figures. It's just great to see. And I love it. So I'm binge watching that now. And I will say, one of my least favorite characters, I don't know how I'm going to take this, is Kim. She's like always been my least favorite. I don't know what it is about her. I don't know if she was just so like careless in different episodes that it just irritated me. Or sometimes she could be rude. I don't know. Kim just rubbed me the wrong way. I'm not going to lie. But I I love um, A Different World. So I started binge watching that again. And I'm like, what else? Oh, of course, who didn't binge watch Tiger King? Um, I had mentioned that a few episodes ago, too, and how it just literally swept the nation. And yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy. It's freaking crazy. Joe Exotic, Carol Baskin, like... Yeah, but that's also another show that I would only watch one time. Like, there's no reason for me to go back and watch um, Tiger King again. Literally none. But that was just a good, crazy show. And it was amazing how so many people watched it and were able to come together and talk about it and make jokes about it. And, like, to the point where they have, they're looking at the case again of Carol's husband. Because how did that man just disappear and I I think I, meant, I mentioned this to some of my friends of how everyone talks about all the different crazy things that happen in that show. But no one seems to talk about uh, that suicide. Oh, my gosh. That was literally caught on camera in front of someone. Like, to me, that was the craziest thing that I had saw on that show. 
Like that would have blew my freaking mind. Do you hear me? Like the dude shot himself right in front of him and it was caught on camera. Like this didn't blow y'all away. Everything else y'all want to talk about and be blown away by except for that. Like that is the one that just had my jaw dropped. And I was like, oh my Lord, that really just happened (laughs) on camera. Wow. Um, so yeah, that's been me with TV shows, shows that I can't wait to come back because I love them so much. Um, Queen Sugar, where you at? <laughs> where you at? Queen Sugar just doesn't miss. I love, 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 love Queen Sugar. Um, Handmaid's Tale, where you at? I feel like you should be out with another season right now. Where is it? You know, where where we at? I need some more things to watch. Because um, I don't usually watch too much TV. Um, but, you know, you have, like, your shows that you keep up with and you like to stay up to date with. Um, and so, like, yeah, Queen Sugar and Handmaid's Tale. I'm, I'm missing y'all right now. I need y'all in my life. Come back. So... That was my, like, rundown of things that I have watched, you know, during quarantine, new and old, my oldie but goodies, um, TV shows and movies, my life-changing movies, some life-changing shows. Um, I hope you guys, if there's something you've never seen on that list, will go out and watch and let me know if you like it. Or if it was a dud. Like, Chanel, why would you recommend that? That was dumb. <laughs> like, let me know. I'm always open to so much feedback. All right? So, my health tip for the week. Um, it's a little personal. So, brace yourselves. Um, but it's regarding healthy bowels. Um, I don't know about you. <laughs> but sometimes mine aren't always the best. And that's just me being human and being transparent we all go through different things where our bodies just aren't functioning properly and my tips are to how to get your bowels going okay um first things first drink plenty of water do you hear me get your water like drink up drink that water is that clear okay secondly get moving like get up walk around the neighborhood um work out for like 45 minutes or so like really you have to do it enough time to enough you have to do it for long enough to get your body going and get everything moving and flowing in there so you can go to the restroom um, put more things with you know high fiber back into your diet like for me I used to eat a lot of bran back in like college and stuff I would take bran flakes and like put it in my yogurt and that would help me but I don't know why I stopped eating bran I really don't but I had discovered the simply almond milk which oh my gosh it's so like decadent 
it is divine it is amazing milk because most almond milks i'll just put in my smoothies and i can't really eat them with like cereal because it has that funny aftertaste but this simply almond milk perfect for cereal so i bought me some bran flakes and i use that almond milk and whoo let me tell you it did its job it sure did and so i'm like wow I need to share this with the world. So get back to those high like fiber things that can get you going. Because no one wants to be backed up. Um, you know, it's uncomfortable. And that stuff is meant to come out. And when you got to go, you got to go. Like, don't hold it. Get it out. And you know, I'm no doctor. I'm no doctor. So seriously, if you are having serious, serious issues, please, please consult your doctor. I'm only giving advice of things that I know work, but don't say you took my advice and it didn't work or it jacked you up. Okay, no, I'm no doctor. I'm no doctor. I'm just saying what can work. So if you have real issues, please go see them, okay? But that's just some tips to like get your bowels going if you are someone who struggles with that. All right? So that wraps up this week's episode of No Judgment Here Pod, you guys. Thank you for always tuning in and just always having great things to say. Like that is so encouraging and it warms my heart so much when a new person tunes in and just gives me positive feedback. You know, I'm just like, wow. And I've only had positive things be said to me about it. So it makes me wonder, like, are y'all just being nice or do you really enjoy this? And I, people really enjoy it. And it just lets me know that I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing and getting my voice heard like it should be heard. So thank y'all so much for listening. Please keep listening. Rate, subscribe, interact with me on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and just recommend it to people. And always let me know what you think. Okay. Thanks for listening. I love you guys and see you next week.